Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Well, don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Monday evening with you for the full four. We're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Pick your smartphone. You can use your Alexa speakers. You can use your tablet. You can use your transistor radio, your answering machine, your dot matrix printer. Whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to keep up with the show is through our personal Twitter handles. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Day Day is back producing, back from his uh, vacation at the D. Lewis for real. Bunch of stuff to get into with you here uh, this evening. First thing, uh, Day Day, how was the week off? Oh, it was good, man. Um, you know, a lot of family. It was all family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my wife's mother, her husband, her the mother's sister and her husband, the brother, my wife's grandmother, us and the kids, my daughter and her daughter. So it was a it was a nice little cool uh, cool little. Where did away. you end up? We went to Puerto Rico. Oh wow! Um, okay. Yeah, stayed in Puerto Rico, and uh, we we left out last what was it last Sunday night, mm-hmm. and uh, got back this past Saturday. Uh, night and uh, it was a good time, you know. This few excursions. Is it from Atlanta straight there, or do you have to? Go yeah, down no, like no. It was Atlanta okay. straight there from here. Um, okay. Now my mother-in-law, they came from Texas, so they mm-hmm. had to 
connecting Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then same thing going back for them. But uh, I actually, um, I wasn't sure how I was going to do as far as trying not to listen to you and try to unplug and mm-hmm. really like not do, because it's the last vacation, you know, before yeah. we get into, yeah. you know, our craziness Ooh, around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I really need to try to take advantage of this. So I won't lie, Monday, I'm, I think I listened to the first three hours and then I finally was like, okay, just get off the phone. Just, and then like the only communication I did on my phone was on Wednesday, I coordinated two, the two interviews for tonight because I didn't want to come back Sunday and then be scrambling to, right. to get that together. So I coordinated two, two interviews for tonight and one for tomorrow. And then after that, I, I really didn't touch my phone. I didn't talk to nobody, no text messages, nothing. Yeah, I don't even listen to the station when I'm on or off vacation. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's easy to unplug. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so anyway, um, you know, as we said, a lot to get into with you here this evening. And, um, you know, obviously Falcons training camp will be coming up a, a week from Thursday. We will start our coverage from training camp. So we got you covered. High school football, high school football show is coming up. We'll have all of the Corky Kell coverage. I mean, we've, we've got loaded up. We've got four games on Saturday for Corky Kell. And we've got games on Wednesday and Thursday. And the only reason not Friday is because we got Falcons preseason. So that's coming up starting in the middle of August. Um, you know, about middle of August, the, the 19th on, on that Saturday, uh, that we'll have all kinds of high school football coverage. Falcons training camp, and we will be there starting next Thursday. And uh, we'll be there for Thursday, Friday, and then that entire next week as uh, Falcons get ready for their, you know, 2023 season here to – get themselves hopefully on track. We'll talk some Falcons football because, uh, well, anyway, we'll talk some Falcons football here in just a, a few minutes. But, um, you know, certainly we'll have all of the the best training camp coverage, and we'll be exclusive. We'll be exclusive up at training camp. So that's the one thing that we found out is that we're going to be the exclusive, uh, you know, radio station that is going to be up there. So if you want your training camp coverage, you come right here to 92.9 The Game. That This is your, your place for your Falcons football, NFL, whatever you need. Uh, we've also got our folks up at the SEC Media Days. We will start talking to Chris Goforth at some point uh, this week, but um, uh, SEC Media Days do start today, right? A&M, LSU, Missouri, they went uh, today. Um, I'll talk a little bit later on in What's Bugging Chuckery because I was a little bit disappointed in what Greg Sankey had to say about NIL and everything associated with it. Now, they did ask Greg Sankey if – the SEC media, or sorry, the SEC championship game would end up in Nashville at some point, and he shot that down pretty quickly. That he said it's Atlanta, it, it, and look, there is no reason for the SEC title game to not be in Atlanta. Sorry, Nash Vegas. Sorry, Chattanooga. Sorry, Birmingham. Sorry, whatever, whatever town, Charlotte, whatever town you, whatever town in the southeastern United States. You Dallas, whatever. There's no reason to not have the SEC title game in Atlanta. We are the mecca of college football. We are the central location for college football in the universe. The SEC championship game has been nothing short of a resounding success. I would argue that it's maybe the most successful venture outside of playoff football for college football ever. Tell, tell me something that has been a bigger boon in the world of boom in the world of college football outside of the playoffs than what the SEC title game has meant. It traditionally has been one of the most important. I mean, 
even when there was, you know, no playoff, you could argue that in the BCS era, the second most important football game played was the SEC title game. Even now, you could argue in the four-team playoff area that the third most important game, well, one, two, fourth most important football game is the SEC title game. And that's on the low end. SEC title game has been nothing but a resounding success in the city of Atlanta. Early December, it's a great time of the year. Beautiful weather by and large. I mean, you know, again, it may be a little bit chilly and cold, but again, it's it's still, this is the Mecca. This is where college football belongs. College Football Hall of Fame. Um, and, and frankly, I believe that the SEC Media Days belongs here uh, in Atlanta as well. And I'm I'm a homer. I'm I'm a homer for the city of Atlanta. I think I think everything college football centric needs to be in Atlanta because we are the college football universe. Everything revolves around Atlanta in the world of college football. And that's that's true for across the United States of America. Everything revolves around the, you know, the universe of Atlanta as far as, you know, college football goes. But they're up at SEC Media Days in Nashville. Um, that'll get started today. Obviously, we'll hear from Kirby Smart this week because, you know, look, he's going to have to – he tried to get ahead of the media questions, um, you know, with all of this, you know, last week. Um, they'll be bombarding him with lots of questions. I mean, it's going to be – you know, I'm not saying that there aren't storylines, but Georgia literally is the number one storyline and some of the off-field and off-season stuff that has gone on with the University of Georgia as they are the two-time defending national champion. There, there's been, you know, there's been only one other time in, you know, modern history as far as, you know, SEC media days that we've had back-to-back champions, and that was Alabama several years ago, about a decade ago or so. Um, so this is this is kind of uncharted territory. You know, by and large, this is uncharted territory, especially with what SEC Media Days has become at this point. So there's going to be a lot of peppering of Kirby Smart when he gets up in front of the media. Um, we'll see how they'll, they'll handle everything, but certainly going to be a lot of peppering of him as uh, this week rolls uh, along. Uh, back-to-back losses for Atlanta United. I'll be honest with you, I did not see the match. I was super busy on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk later about that, and that's life. Uh, just a lot going on on Saturday. Did not get a chance to to catch up, but uh, certainly two losses in a row now. And they look to get back and uh, and get themselves uh, on track. Um, so uh, when is the uh, when is the All Star Game itself? When uh, look up when the MLS All Star Game is actually being played? Um, because Atlanta United is getting a a bit of a of a break uh right now. Um so it's this it's Wednesday. Okay, it's Wednesday. Yep. Okay. All right. So I, I I was wondering if it was Wednesday or Saturday, but so MLS All-Star game comes up on Wednesday of this week. So obviously everybody's kind of on this extended break and different things like that. So um you know, again, they'll get some time off here, but need to kind of regroup. I mean, need to need to kind of get things back on track. Look, the season's winding down. Say what you will about, you know, you know, well, it's early. You know, well, it's not really early. You know, we're, we're what, about two-thirds of the way through the season. So, you know, it's coming quick, and they have to try to make up some hay. And uh, obviously having back-to-back losses is not really the way you want to go into the uh, MLS uh, All-Star game. Uh, Braves, um, look, disappointing. We'll talk about this, though, coming up at, at 9 o'clock. Because, again, yeah, it's 
they are against the Athletics, the Red Sox, and the White Sox. Okay? Braves are three and five this year. Okay? Let me tell you, though, the teams that matter, I'll give you that record coming up at 9 o'clock because that's what matters. So, yeah, it's disappointing that, you know, they didn't beat the White Sox. You know, probably could have won that game on Saturday. Got blown out yesterday, just like they blew out the White Sox. And here's the thing, okay? So Braves lost the series first time in 11 tries and all that kind of stuff, you know, that they lost there. Okay. Um, Even in the last 10 games, they still picked up another game on Florida. All right? So they're sitting right now at nine and a half games up. So even losing this series, nine and a half games over the Marlins, ten and a half over the Philadelphia Phillies, and eighteen and a half against the New York Mutts. Couldn't happen to a better franchise. Forty-three and fifty for the Mutts. They did win one in a row. They won on Sunday, so um, they got a hot streak uh, uh, going. So again. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this division nine and a half, ten and a half, eighteen and a half, twenty four and a half. Uh, okay, I mean, there's no reason to think that this division is over. Now you're just kind of playing out the string, right? I'd say it that way, but I mean, you're kind of, you know, again, you're not taking your foot off the gas pedal, and it just kind of is what it is with with the Braves and some of these bad American League teams. But uh, you know, some things just just happen. Right? Not concerned, not panicked, not worried about anything with the Braves. I mean, it's. It's going to be fine. There's going to be bumps in the road. You know, what's the old saying that you're going to win 50 games, you're going to lose 50 games. What you do in that last, you know, 50, 60 games is going to determine the, the what the season really is. So that's baseball for you, you know, in a nutshell. So, um, again, just one of those things that you, you lose a series. Okay, you know, now you got the Arizona Diamondbacks coming in. They're starting to fade. They've lost four in a row coming into play Atlanta. That's good news. That's a good sign. So they will start up a series coming up uh, tomorrow. But, um, you know, I mean, again, it's you're going to play Milwaukee. They're in first place. That will be a fun series. You'll play a home-and-home home with Milwaukee. And then, um, you know, you're going to start closing out the month as you as you get the, uh, the California Angels that will be coming in. That will be a lot of fun. Uh, and what was it that I see that the game on Saturday was like the third highest attended game or something like that? Um, there was something about the Braves' attendance on Saturday that I saw that was just, you know, again, monster numbers uh, over the weekend. Uh, I don't know how well the White Sox travel or anything like that. I mean, certain American League franchises obviously are well represented when you get the, you know, the Red Sucks and the uh, and the uh, Yuckies, um, you know, coming into Truist Park. You always have a good fan base for those teams. But, um, but you know, again, big crowds. Um, you know, we're winding down before we get back into school on everything, so it's going to come pretty quick here. You know, it's going to become pretty quick that, you know, we'll start heading toward fall, we'll start getting back into school, and, you know, this season is winding down very quickly as the Braves have 92 games now played, 30 games above 500 for the Braves with a 148 run differential for this team. So, um, again, bad series, but, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is. This division is still over, and I'll give you the numbers why coming up at uh, 9 o'clock. All right, when uh, we come back, um, you know, haven't I, I what, I'm going to read you a quote from a former general manager. Haven't I been telling you the exact same thing? Have I not said almost word for word what this former general manager has had to say about the Falcons? Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Key Studios with you on this Monday evening. 404-726-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, we can open up the phone lines uh, as well to you here if you want to chime in on what we're going to talk about here. So, Randy uh, Mueller, former two-time general manager, was the general manager for the uh, New Orleans Saints uh, it was actually executive of the year in 2000 after they uh, won their first uh, playoff game and um, was a general manager for the Miami Dolphins as well. He's a contributor to The Athletic now, and I'm going to read you this quote about what he said about the Atlanta Falcons, and it sounds eerily similar to somebody that I know. Quote, do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions and game-changing spots. When picking high in the first round in any draft, some teams' goals are either big guys, tackles or defensive linemen, or fast guys who force teams to either defend you differently, perimeter speed, or allow you to get to the passer on defense. Grinding out touchdowns with RPOs and play-action passes only has so much shelf life. Let me read that again to you. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions and game-changing spots? Now, gosh, Day-Day, I'm trying to think if I can roll through my Rolodex of human beings on planet Earth 
gosh, that sounds eerily similar to somebody who's asked that question. Let me see. Let's uh, track here. Um, minutes? No, no. Uh, hours? No, no, no. Days? No, no, no. Months? No, no. Years? Oh. Yeah, definitely years. Oh. Okay. So, again, former two-time general manager, um, executive of the year, kind of agrees with what I have to say. And, and look, I, I don't know what the goals are or whatever like that for, for the Falcons. Obviously, you know, drafting as many guys, I guess, on offense as, as we possibly can. Let me read you that quote again. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions and game-changing spots? Could have sworn I've heard that from somebody around these parts very recently. Look, this will be the question for the – and by the way, that does include your quarterback too. When you talk about game-changing spots, your quarterback, your offensive line, your defensive line. Well, again, we know we have a stout offensive line. I know that, at least as far as the run game goes. I know we have that, and I know we can control the offensive line of scrimmage. Not sure what our pass protection is going to be, and certainly I don't know what our quarterback position is going to be. And I certainly don't know what our defensive you know, line of scrimmage game-changing spot is going to be, but it is interesting. And um, Mueller was also talking about the fact that he thinks that uh, B. John Robinson, the number eight overall draft pick, will be a strong weapon for Arthur Smith and the Falcons to lean on, but he remains unconvinced that Desmond Ritter is the answer quarterback, though referring to him as, quote, at best a work in progress. And look, I, I think that's – I don't think that's a ridiculous – assessment that he is a work in progress. I, I I probably favor him probably higher than some people do. Um, there are a lot of us here that really like Desmond Ritter, and there's no reason to not like Desmond Ritter. But, you know, again, it's a situation where he doesn't, you know, we don't know if he's a guarantee or not, right? That's what you can say about all young quarterbacks. Don't know if he's a guarantee or not. We'll get, you know, our snapshot of him this year. But let me, let me read that quote again. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions in game-changing spots? That's the question the that has to be answered. The more you look at the advanced analytics, mm-hmm. the yeah. more you see how valuable sacks are. Huh. 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 What, what, what was he talking about again? I, 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 I missed that. What, what was he? The more you look at the advanced uh-huh. analytics, yeah. the more you see how valuable sacks are. And- uh. Let's see here. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions in game-changing spots? Boy, there sure are a lot of people agreeing with old Chuckery here. Sure are a lot of people that start, you know, agreeing with, with what I've been saying for years with you here. And, again, you know, the, I, I always have to laugh when, when people really kind of dive into, well, well, why are the Falcons not more successful? Why have they not had a winning record since 2017? Well, let's see. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions and game-changing spots? Oh. It's where it's won, folks. It's not hard to figure out. Now, do we have the potential? Do we have the potential to have enough players at game-changing spots? Yes. Yes, we do have that potential. Desmond Ritter, Arnold Ebicady, our defensive line, our our 
offensive line. But there are a lot of what-ifs. There are a lot of what-ifs. I'm I'm very concerned about the idea of we start Hennessy and Dolman side by side. Those two guys aren't going to push people around on the inside of your offensive line. You stand those two guys side by side, they ain't going to push anybody around. Now, Matthew Bergeron is interesting because, again, he's got the physical size, 6'5", 321. We know he's got the size and the strength, but he's never played guard before. The last time we experimented with a guy that never played uh, guard before and only played tackle, when, when was that day? Gosh, I can't remember. When's the last time we played somebody on a regular basis that was a tackle but then had to move to guard and play inside? When when was that? Who was that guy's name? Gosh, I can't uh, I can't remember now. Oh yeah, that's right, Jalen Mayfield. Yeah, how did that work out? I, I mean, certainly it went well, didn't it? Oh, it didn't. Oh, oh, okay. So again, I am concerned about you know starting Hennessy and Dolman side by side. I I I have fears about what happened a couple of years ago. Now this is where you have to trust in the coaching staff, but. Again, the last time I trusted them on that thing was, you know, Mayfield and, you know, Hennessy side by side. So, again, I, I, I hope that it works out on, on that from that standpoint that with, you know, Matthews, if it's Bergeron or Hennessy, Dahlman, Lindstrom, McGarry, I know the right side of my offensive line is in good shape. I know that's, that's, that's pretty good. But I, I, I will have questions about, you know, if it is Matt Hennessy that starts – Okay, 17 games of those of two undersized guys on your offensive line that stand side by side to one another. That is concerning. And then the defensive side of the football. It's a lot of what ifs. It's a lot of, okay, can Ebba Katie have that breakout year? Calais Campbell, how much is he going to play and how productive is he and the number of snaps percentage that he's going to get? Can Caden Ellis be the guy that he was last year or is it the guy that we saw in the first three years of his career. Again, there's plenty of potential and upside to all of this. And as the Ghostbusters always say, we are ready to believe you. But when you look at what the questions are about this roster, I I think that this is the perfect sentence that describes what the concerns are. Do they have enough bells and whistles at premium positions in game change spots. You know, I did a hit uh, this morning, Day Day, on BetQL's morning show, um, and you know we we're doing they were doing uh, NFL previews, and the two hosts, um, you know, we I did the Falcons preview, and and again I go on this show, you know, talk about Georgia, talk about the Falcons, and and all this good kind of stuff, and they were you know asking me about the idea of Kyle Pitts, and and they said. You know, we kind of forget about Kyle Pitts. You know, he's kind of lost in some ways or this, that, and the other. And I said, and here's my exact quote. I said, Kyle Pitts has been very underwhelming in his first couple of years. Now, part of that's injuries, okay? Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, if he's going to impact a football game and help us really to win football games, then he's got to be Travis Kelsey, 100 catches, 1,400 yards, a dozen touchdowns. And the hosts were like, oh, wow, that's, that's big expectations. I'm like, he was drafted fourth. Right. Well, I mean, again, why are we not expecting those kinds of things? If we drafted a guy fourth, what do we draft that kind of guy? Again, why did I draft Kyle Pitts if I could have had Micah Parsons? 
You you think with Micah Parsons, if he'd have produced the same way he did in his first two years, we'd be saying, well, I don't know if that was a good draft pick or not. I don't know if that was the right pick. You think we'd be saying that? The more you look at the advanced analytics, oh, the more huh? you see how valuable sacks oh, are. Boy. And- oh, boy. <laughs> so, again, yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts has got to have that, – that's how Kyle Pitts is going to have a big – Kyle Pitts is not going to have an impact season blocking. No, he's got to come up big in the yeah, red of zone course. too. Yeah. Yes. It can't be 1,026 yards and two touchdowns. I'm sorry. But, folks, if you're going to win football games, if you really want to win and not just fantasy football your way through everything, if you want to win – then they have then they have to play at that posi- at that premium type of spot and that level of play. I'm not saying he's got to be exactly Travis Kelsey, but that's the best guy I can represent. 100 catches, 1400 yards, a dozen touchdowns. Then we got something. Then we're cooking with grease. Then we're rocking and rolling. We're the Ayatollah of rock and roll at that point. But if it's 1,026 yards and two touchdowns, that's not impactful, folks. Sorry. Get get out of your feelings about that being impactful. It's not. Again, Michael Prude can catch me four touchdowns, and he won the fourth overall pick. And, And miss me with decoys and blocking. For God's sakes, miss me with decoys and blocking. If if we're going, again, premium players at premium positions, game-changing spots. You know how, an, how a tight end impacts a football game? He's Travis Kelsey. That's how he impacts a football. Does Travis Kelsey help win football games? Yep. Okay. George Kittle. Okay. George Kittle's another one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, you have to be that level of player. That's that's the that's where the bar is. Because this is the guys we ride with. This this is who we ride with at this point. These are the players that we're going to ride with. Bijan, London, Pitts. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I was like, yeah, they're like, wow, that's a lot of pressure to put on, you know, Yeah, well, that's why he was drafted 4th overall. What what do you think he was drafted 4th overall to be? Uh, Todd Christensen? I mean, seriously, that's the kind of impact of a fourth overall draft pick supposed to have on your franchise. And the only way that becomes is to get it's to put up those caliber of numbers. Is those caliber of numbers is what you have to put up to truly influence a game at that position. Because that's not a premium position in the NFL, folks. Sorry to burst your bubble. Sorry, sorry to sorry to you know again be the bearer of bad news and, and all that. That's not premium positions. And when it is, you've got to have a guy that does that kind of production for you. All right, we'll talk to our buddy Pat Benson coming up here in just a, a few minutes. We'll talk some Hawks offseason with him. Chuck Green the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 the game, the Odyssey.com app.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show, live on this Monday evening with you. As, well, we continue to see what the Atlanta Hawks are going to do. Obviously, summer camp, uh, summer league, I should say, just uh, wrapped up here, and uh, it won't be long before we start talking about training camp. Still plenty of time to do some stuff, but let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Pat Benson, sneaker reporter for Fan Nation, covers Atlanta Hawks as well. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pat underscore Benson underscore junior Pat as always buddy appreciate a few minutes uh here on the show tonight hey thank you for having me so let's start with all the rumor and innuendo I mean obviously Pascal Siakam is a guy who has been linked heavily with the Atlanta Hawks the question that I have is if you don't know if you can sign him to a max extension do you make that I mean do the Hawks look at making that trade and roll the dice that they can sign him as the season goes along or at the end of the year? Or is that just kind of too risky to give up some of the assets that you would for Siakam without some kind of guarantee that he will stay here long term? Well, unfortunately, not going to get much of a guarantee. If you think Pascal Siakam is the type of player that can push you into that area of contention, then, yeah, that's what that's a big boy move that big boy teams make all the time. you got to be willing to make that sort of uh, – leap of faith and I'm not sure if Siakam is that player I think he's a great player I think he is an upgrade over John Collins no doubt about it and uh, if if Landry Fields Kyle Korver Quinn Snyder if that front office if they think that Siakam is the missing piece then yeah they have no choice but to go for it so if he does become a free agent I mean he look either way he's either going to get a max extension um, if he signs with a team or he'll go to free agency and get a, a max deal. Like there's no, there's no way yeah. around him being a max player. You think the Hawks will, would, let's just for argument's sake, say the Hawks do make a deal for him. You're talking about another $120 million being doled out for, for him at that point. You think the Hawks are willing to make that kind of investment into a third player at this point? I think they would be. The where there's smoke there's fire. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think when we last spoke, I was I was pretty uh bearish on the idea of Siakam, but 
you know, we keep hearing their name, his name come up over and over from different reports, different corners of the league. So at this point, I do believe that there is serious interest. It's just how much are they willing to part with, uh, you know, in order to bring Siakam in. But, yeah, they would they would have to, their hand would be forced. They would have to sign to a max contract next year. And that would also require retooling the roster to make it work. You know, that would mean saying goodbye to, you know, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, some other players. You know, obviously, one, just to make the trade happen, and two, to fit the um, fit him in the salary cap. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Pat, you know, there's been more and more speculation. I mean, we're hearing we're hearing reports from different people, and um, you know, Jake Fisher being one of those guys that that, that uh, you know has been being, and, and he's been pretty accurate here of late. But he did report that the Hawks have had a a more willingness to move on from Clint Capella. Do you think Clint Capella is the next guy that moves most likely moves off this team, whether it's Dallas or? Toronto or somebody like that. I mean, you know, again, really probably more more Dallas than anybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. does it feel like that he's maybe the next domino that's about to fall? Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense because Onyeko Kongwu, it, it's really his time. He's about to get a rookie-scale contract extension. And I think Clint Capello is always kind of a stopgap measure for Okongwu after we saw what he did during that uh, Eastern Conference Finals run in 2021. We always knew that he was the center of the future need a little bit more time to develop and don't get me wrong Capella's still performing at a very high level but it it does make sense you know we I think everybody is in agreement that Okongwu is the center of the future so yeah it only makes sense that Capella would be the next player to go and then also right by his side would be DeAndre Hunter of course because we've kind of got a log jam of forwards when you look at Sadiq Bay, AJ Griffin, and um, to you know a bigger power forward, you know Jalen Johnson. So yeah, I would say Capella, and then to a slightly lesser extent, Hunter. If they can't move Hunter, do you think that they offer Sadiq Bay a contract extension? Because I'm wondering what that looks like as far as a cost perspective. I mean, you know, again, he's he's going to be a free agent. You know, that's another one of the guys that you look at. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a free agent come next year. And I thought he did a lot of good things for the Hawks, but, you know, obviously it's going to be a matter of if they're going to pay him, what's it going to cost. Um, and to your point about, you know, if there is a log jam sort of at that small forward position or maybe even mm-hmm. guard, you know, big guard position. Yeah. But, you know, what do you think a deal look like that looks like for a guy like Sadiq Bey? Or do they do they just kind of ride him out for one more year and, you know, eventually let him walk? Well, that's a good point you made. You know, their hand isn't exactly forced when it comes to Bay because, one, they didn't give up a ton to get him. They gave up five second-round picks, and second-round picks just aren't that valuable. And then, like you said, they could ride the season out the way they did with John Collins when he was in a contract year and then come back and then negotiate a deal. What his deal would look like and, you know, how it how – it, in this major grand scheme, I have no idea what it would look like, but I feel like the pressure to sign Bay isn't there the way it is to uh, to extend uh, Okongwu. Pat Benson joining us here in the WaitFor.com hotline, Hawks reporter. So, um, Dejounte Murray, we saw the extension. Um, I really like the move. I mean, look, mm-hmm. I, I you know we've talked about this in the past that look, I, I was glad that they didn't monkey around. They made him the big time mm-hmm. offer. Um, he wanted to stay in Atlanta, I, I, you know, and the biggest thing for me is just now it's all about basketball. Now it's focusing on basketball. There's no talk about contracts, no talk about trades, no 
talk about any of this kind of stuff. This really felt like a home run move for the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think that the Trey Young-DeJounte Murray is the perfect backcourt, but they certainly complement each other well. They've proven they can make it work. Here's a novel idea in the NBA. Let's give them some time to play together and to develop, get to know each other better, and they're only going to improve. So last year it was a little clunky at times, but overall we've seen enough to know that it will work. And most importantly, like you said, we can put all the drama aside. Trey Young-DeJounte Murray – they're both locked up for the future. And should something go go awry, if Trey Young for some reason wants out at some point, Atlanta has an all-star caliber player, uh, you know, ready to lead the team at the one guard, you know, and DeJounte Murray. So not only does it solidify his future, it also is a little bit of an interesting So do you think that, I mean, if it's not Siakam, are, are there any – I mean, we've talked about this before. Are there any names or any buzz about anybody else? It does really feel like that all of the eggs are potentially in the Siakam basket. So if it's not him, is it anybody else, or are they just going to pretty much try to just run this thing back with what they've got? You know, that's a great question because I was scanning through available players, and it was – a free agency class to begin with. The Hawks aren't going after James Harden or anything like that. So, yeah, I feel like it's got to be Siakam. But but then again, at the same time, it's the NBA. You know, we see these trades come up out of nowhere, and people forget that the uh, um, uh, Cleveland, when they pulled off that major trade with Utah last year, um, that 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 happened in September. You know, that was right before the start of uh, training camp when they got Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, uh, things can happen late. I, I would expect – I wouldn't expect movement soon. I think this is uh, some uh, trade drama that could play out over weeks, over months. However, the Hawks do have $9 million in cap space, and I think there is a reason why they cleared all that out. I think they are preparing to add a third star, and at this point it looks like it's Siakam or, or no one. But then again, it's the NBA. Crazier things have happened. Well, and then that begs the question, you know, you know, are they they got out of the luxury tax, you know, mm-hmm. okay, are you going to turn right back around and get into it? Because I mean, you're while you cleared some cap space, you you don't have a whole lot of room to do a lot of maneuvering without staying in the luxury tax and look, this always becomes the debate about what the Hawks are going to do. You know, as of right now, I mean, if we believe in actions over words, all that, all that they have done is really get themselves under the luxury tax. I don't think they're a better roster today, and I think all it's been is just so far getting under the luxury tax. Every move that you've seen that they've corresponded with has been, well, it's a $4.5 million here, $6.5 million mm-hmm. savings here. So it feels like every move has been designed to kind of minimize, you know, get themselves under the luxury tax, clear up some cap space. Are they willing to get back into it? I mean, I know what the verbiage is. But are they really mm-hmm. willing to get back into it? Well, you have every right to be skeptical. Since the DeJounte, they pulled the trigger on the DeJounte Murray trade last summer, almost every single move has been made uh, to save money. M- maybe not the Sadiq Bay trade. Obviously, that one uh, that one really didn't didn't change much in terms of the salary cap in the in the short term. But yeah, you have every right to be skeptical. We've heard from the wrestlers that they are not afraid of the luxury tax, but. You know, seeing is believing, and we'll see. I I don't think it's good practice to go in the luxury tax just to be in the luxury tax, just to say you're competing, make it make sense. 
but at the same time, I think Hawks fans, you know, they have every right to be skeptical after, you know, the Kevin Herter trade and everything we saw uh, go down the aftermath of the DeJounte Murray trade. Well, I think also, too, Pat, it becomes if you're going to have a super max player, given where mm-hmm. the threshold is, it's mm-hmm. hard to build a roster around a super max guy that doesn't involve the luxury tax. I mean, just the the again, you have to probably really get lucky in the draft and different things like that. But if you're going to add pieces that are competent with a super max player, it feels like it's going to be a challenge to try to get that kind of right combination of roster when you've got a guy that eats up a good bit of your of your ta- of your sorry of your cap space as it is. No doubt about it. If you go back and you look at the uh, last few decades of uh, teams that have won NBA championships, the vast majority, the overwhelming majority have been teams that have been uh, into the luxury tax. So, yeah, that's that's par for the course. And, you know, again, don't go into luxury tax for no good reason. But at the same time, these team owners, they are multi-billionaires. They can't afford to pay the luxury tax. You know, I'm all for being prudent when it makes sense. But at the same time, you bought a team, you you deserve it. The community deserves it. Uh, for to have a, a, a team out there that's willing to compete, and uh, you know sometimes there are some external costs that come along. Not everything is going to be um, in the black in the book. Sometimes you may have to go in the red, and that's part of being a team owner. Pat Benson, he is a sneaker reporter for Fan Nation, covers the Atlanta Hawks as well. You find him on his Twitter page at pat underscore benson underscore junior. Join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Pat, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show tonight. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good, buddy. Keep up the great work. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.